the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Money, investing, and much, much more. It's going to be one of those days where we stretch our legs a little bit, try to go off in some various directions. Maybe picking some stocks, try to get some lessons in here, so to speak. Try to find something that uh, makes some sense to you. That's my goal on the show, is to make money a little bit more approachable. And I think it should. One of the things that people tend to do is that they forget. You know, they buy something, they forget about it. In the world of investing, that's a you know, shame, 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 because I believe in the phrase rebalancing your portfolio. Um, when you're younger, you can take more risk. When you're older, you can take less risk. It's kind of that simple. And each and every year, there's areas that outperform, and they don't outperform forever. Let me give you an example. Small cap stocks, think about the little 10-man company. Mid-cap stocks, think about the 100-man company. Large cap stocks, think about the 1,000-man company. Man, woman, child, whatever you want to say. Then you get bonds, you get real estate. Think about the different types of real estate. Apartment REITs, condos, townhouses, single-family homes. A lot of people are delaying having babies, so single-family homes are going to be a little less attractive. A lot of people are trying to you know, tighten their belt and make sure they don't overspend, so the apartments might be a little more attractive. But out of all those asset classes and equity classes, small caps, mid caps, large caps, international stocks, bonds, real estate investment trusts, real estate that you buy and own, that you service the mortgage on. Some years, small caps will outperform mid caps, and mid caps some years will outperform large caps, and then you get three years in a row of large caps outperforming. Then you get some, you know, dominance in international in the early 2000s, and then late 2000s, the international kind of gets weak, and then, you know, uh, 2010 to 2015, the international starts to pick back up. Like, the whole idea is these. I want you to visualize a race. And, you know, left to right, call it a horse race where there's nine horses, small cap, mid cap, large cap. 
And you can even have like little separate horses, like small cap value, small cap growth, mid cap value, mid cap growth, large cap value, large cap growth. And the horses all start on the left. That's like you start investing at age 26. And they're going to run to the right. In some years, it looks like small cap growth is going to win. In some years, it looks like real estate is going to win, only to fade for a few years. And down the stretch, international comes roaring back. And the truth of the matter is, is the horse race I just described to you is you, right? Start investing at age 25. That's the far left side. The far right side, the finish line, is your goal, retirement. And even then, it's not even finished, right? Because you've got to make your money last in retirement. So what I recommend, if I can say what I recommend, is that you're patient, is that you take time, is that you understand that, you know, any time that the lead horse leads, you know, sprints, he's going to slow down. So every year it's incumbent upon you to take a look at what did well in your 401k, your 403b, your 457, your retirement nest egg, and start taking some of that off the table. So if your fastest horse did well, you sell some of your fastest horse. If your slowest horse did poorly, you buy some of that with some of the winner. Now this is in mutual funds, exchange-traded funds. This is in portfolios. This is not necessarily, in any way, shape, or form, advice for you um, with stocks. I would rather own more winners and cut my losers in stocks. You know, in the past, I've liked stocks like HP. I like stocks like WorldCom. I like stocks like Apple. Every bad year that WorldCom had, I wish I had bought more Apple. Every bad year HP had, I wish I had bought more Apple. So, it's not always going to be that simple, that black and white. I wish it were. I think you wish it were, too. But you have to have some sort of discipline. And let me tell you, the financial planners that I work with, they're some of the most boring people on the planet because their attention to detail. There's not a lot of color there. There's not a lot of uh, laughter. When it comes to money, it's very much so, get out of my way. I know what I'm doing. You kind of need to go that direction. If at all possible... Get out of my way. I know what I'm doing. And start. You know? Um, your 401k may have an auto rebalancer on it. It's great if it does. Your 403b, your 457. So then you don't have to do it. Or you can pick a fund like a Freedom Fund, a Fidelity Freedom Fund, which will automatically rebalance it. Money's not that difficult. Figuring out retirement's not that difficult. You got to figure out, you know, do you want to do it or not? Do you want to be that 30-year-old who's still going to raves? Which I figured out yesterday. I did the math. It's inappropriate to go to raves after age 18. So, for those of you who are going to large arenas and partying with 18,000 other people, you're degenerates. You're basically saying, I'll figure it out later in life. Good luck to you. Maybe I'll hire you to cut my grass. So set priorities. That's the number one thing you have to do. Set priorities. What's important to you? Do you want to be partying? 
Or do you want some scratch so you can raise a kid? You want some some money so that later in life you could retire, you know, go see the world. When your spouse dies and you're lonely, you can go to another country and hire a wife. What's your priorities? You know, I I look at managing my time and trying to be as efficient as possible. Once you figure out your priorities, whether it's money for a kid, money for a house, money to retire on, maybe all three, then you have to start funding that. And the only way to fund it is to figure out how much money do you have after your paycheck every month. And then if you don't have enough, you need to look at your paycheck and say, okay, I'm spending way too much on my raves, my peace, my love, my plur. I got my plur game on. And you're saying, you, you are really sounding... Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Plur. Peace, love, unity, respect. So you set some priorities. House you want to buy. Kids you want to have. Spouse you want to take care of or not. You want to be taken care of by someone? That's fine, too. Go find your sugar daddy. Or, in my case, a sugar mama. Go find it. I'm sure they're out there. Make a budget. Then you got to like understand that like banks aren't evil, and that mutual funds aren't evil, and the stock market's not evil. That the reason people lose money there is because they don't respect the system. They're trying too hard to do too much. Plur, everybody, plur. We need some electronica, but <laughs> there's a good chance that ain't going to happen. You listen to me, Roberto Negro. Roberto Negro, Idoleros. Wall Street Business Network. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. We're still looking at an accident through San Jose. It is in the final clearing stages. This is along North... Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm drinking one of those odd wallet juice things. I think it got cold and hot and cold and hot again. And cold. It's only going to make me sick and lose weight. It's not going to kill me, right? I could get like botulism. Let's hope. So, what do you want to talk about today? If you want to drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. You want to talk investing basics? You want to talk fundamental analysis? Do you want to talk economics? Economics is one of those things that, how shall we say, bores people. And I get it. Economy and economics. Something you really, really have to say, you know, I'm going to dedicate myself to figuring things out. You turn on television in the morning, sometimes you'll hear, the producer price index 
was up, blah, 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 blah. And you just start tuning it out, right? Long story short, there's things that you need to learn. Probably the most important is employment rate or unemployment rate. I don't know. I don't want to get too hardcore into this because I don't know how many people I'm actually talking to. And I think that would kind of probably bore some people. You could start, ultimately, if you ever want to, you know, learn about business and economy is by reading the Communist Manifesto, Karl Marx, where you start learning about societies of the haves and have-nots. Then you could study a little socialism, a little capitalism. You know, what is communism? You use that term a lot. It's an economic ideology, in my opinion. Probably more so than political ideology. It's all about communal ownership, absence of class. A lot of people look at it as the opposite of capitalism. In communism, you get a working class, the proletariat, they're exploited by the ruling class, the bourgeois. I work in television, and I can tell you that <laughs> I work in San Francisco television, which is pretty funny, already studying this concept here. You know, a lot of people talk about the liberal media, conservative media. I don't think it's as obvious as you think, but I can tell you in San Francisco there's two types of there's two types of politicians. There's Democrats and liberals, and there ain't no Republicans. So trying to cover the news of the Republicans, it doesn't exist, right? So of course you're going to have media that slants a little bit towards um, the left, just from the stories they're reporting on. They're left stories because they're left-leaning politicians. But when you start hearing about the working class, the proletariat that exploits the rule, or the ruling class exploits the working class, the bourgeois versus the proletariat. You can go back into Thomas More's, you know, dystopian future or utopian futures. You really want to learn about economies. When you start looking at equality and abundance, there's a great popular slogan that goes like this. From each according to his ability to each according to his need. That's communism in practice, and it's a great sounding idea. It's just tough to see it executed when you have incredibly poor people and incredibly wealthy people. It doesn't feel right. You know, the other side of communism is capitalism. But our country used to be very capitalist, and now it's a little bit more more socialist. Does it mean that it won't head back the other direction? It's just as politicians makes policies. Uh, this is the kind of stuff that gets out there. I highly uh, push you to educate yourself as much as possible. Like, there's a leading lipstick indicator. What's a leading lipstick indicator? A leading lipstick indicator is based on the idea that a consumer turns to less expensive indulgences, like lipstick, when they feel when they feel less confident about their future. You know, 
when you're super confident, you get star-studded, diamond-encrusted bras. When you think your husband might lose his job, you're sort of like, I need a lipstick. Therefore, lipstick sales tend to increase during times of economic uncertainty or recession. So yeah, you should pay attention to L'Oreal and hear what they say in the conference calls. If that's the 20 things that you're looking at, I'm going to listen to a conference call by L'Oreal. Or I once heard that you know the economy was in a recession, and when Reagan came in, things changed. Sometimes, believe it or not, it's the policy of the previous president that just took time to kick in. You know, like, so instance, if you wanted to go study Reagan, you'd probably figure out the buzzword trickle-down theory. That's the idea or the concept of investing money in companies and giving them tax breaks is the best way to stimulate the economy. Investing money in companies and giving them tax breaks as they're making more money, they, in theory, want to make more money, so they hire more people. More people pay more taxes. More people make more money. More people make more money. You see how the trickle-down theory is sold. Mm. I think GDP is something that everyone should know a little bit more about. You hear a word called nominal GDP. Nominal GDP, and you're like, I think I know what that means. Nominal is a word that basically you throw in front of other words, so you basically figure out if it has or hasn't been adjusted for inflation. GDP is gross domestic product of our country. It has not been adjusted for inflation. Nominal GDP has not been can be misleading when inflation's not accounted for. For instance, you know, we recently saw the tax hikes uh, or the regression of the taxes back towards sort of Clinton era where income taxes on the rich went up, where we saw the payroll taxes thrown back in, where we saw, you know, the Bush tax breaks extended for the most Americans. But it wasn't adjusted for inflation, so really the wealthy got away with murder. Murder, she wrote. What a great concept for a TV show. Americans are goats. You're listening to me, Rob Black, on the Wall Street Business Network. There's a phrase out there, something that goes like, managing what you own. Managing what you owe is just as important as managing what you own. I think that talks about debt. Whether it's mortgage debt or credit card debt. I told a story recently about a girl I dated that had a $4 monthly electricity bill. She didn't have a TV. Like, she's a goddess to me. A money goddess. A screaming money goddess goddess. There's different ways to like make your money last longer. You know, if you make $250,000 and 
and you're in a state like California. It's different than being in a state like Nevada. You know, Alaska has no income tax. But who wants to live in Alaska? Why does Alaska have no income tax? Have you ever stopped and thought about it? They make a lot of money on petroleum. And they don't have that many state operations. Um, Another state without no income tax? Florida. That's why a lot of retirees go there. Sunshine State relies on sales taxes. Local government costs are covered by property taxes. Nevada's got no sales tax. No income tax, excuse me. And again, income tax, that could be 9 10%. Easy. Easy. So you make $100,000, it's $9,000. Make $200,000, it's... You, you do the math. I'm not good at math. They got the gaming tax collections up 6%, you know, in 2011, up 7% in 2012, even with a sluggish economy. You're able to tax sin and oil a lot more than you can tax people. South Dakota, and they got a you know variety of different taxes, cigarette taxes, bank franchise, alcoholic beverage taxes, coin-operated laundromat. Hold on, wait. Did I try to slip that one in? coin Operated laundromat licensee? Yep. That's crazy, right? Oh. Texas, no income tax. They got additional sales tax amounts. Property taxes. That helps pay the government bills. But they also have this pretty small government. Their government doesn't meet year-round. The old state of Washington, the evergreen state, no income tax, thanks in large part to voters' rejection in November 2010 and a proposed income tax on Washington's wealthiest residents. Tax the rich, tax the oil, tax the laundromats, tax the gambling. Wyoming's got no personal state income tax. You know what Wyoming does have? Cowboys. I'm not sure anyone's going to like this statement, and it'll probably make you feel weird. But if I were a woman, I don't want to date a cowboy at least once in my life. A real honest-to-goodness cowboy. Like the kind of guy that doesn't shower and smells of musk. Ooh, I just figured out my next new celebrity perfume. Cowboy musk. Cowboy sweat. Range grunge. Nah, I wouldn't want to date a cowboy. I'd want to date an accountant. But I'm not a chick. Just for the record. Said it in straight. New Hampshire. They don't have taxes on wages. But they do tax uh, residents on dividend and interest. Tennessee. No income tax filing for you. But they do have taxes on dividends and interest as well. Tennessee's a big state. Just throw that out there for you. I know you're saying it doesn't look like a big state on the map. But it's mountainous. So the roads aren't straight. you got to go around one mountain, up one mountain, down a mountain, up one mountain, around a mountain, down one mountain. It takes a while to get across that state. Which, for the record, 
If I were young, I'd strongly consider moving to Nashville, Raleigh, Denver. A lot of jobs in this uh, area. Lots of jobs. So back to you. Um, I want to get you to retirement. And one of the things that stops you from getting to retirement, and I see this every day. I've got a friend who, she has a sister who's morbidly obese. Not like, um, not like wheelchair obese, but soon to be wheelchair obese. And she gets a disability check from the state. And there ain't no chance in the world she's going back to work as long as she gets that disability check. She's not liked at work. She's, you know, the fat chick who smells kind of funny who, why would she want to go back to work when you can sit at home, eat bonbons, wait for your lover to return to your arms? And continue to get fat. Sir. Disability is a problem in the United States. We have too many people that it's too nice to get a disability check. Trust me. Anytime the government sends me a check like a tax refund or something like that, I'm like, woo sweet! What am I going to do with this? I love free money, or what feels like free money. And for the record, if the government's refunding you your taxes, it's your money. You just lent it to them for the whole year. And yet people go out and like they'll blow it, even though they probably wanted to blow it as part of their paycheck. So what's my point here? Disability insurance. Disability is a big problem in the United States. What is disability insurance? Disability insurance, it, it, it's insurance that basically covers your ability to earn income. Everyone should have it. Not the state-provided disability insurance. You want to go get 60% of your salary covered. You don't want to check for 320 bucks from the state. If you're making $100,000 a year, you want to check for you know, $6,000. If you're bi-weekly, $3,000, whatever it is. I don't know. Don't ask me to do the math. It's tricky. So disability insurance covers things like your ability to earn income. You know, I was driving not that long ago in a car in front of me. Jerk was uh, tailgating someone. And I was far enough back. But I saw it coming. Uh, the guy in front of him slowed down, so the tailgater, the jerk, swerved to the left. He's a big SUV. Almost went in the ditch. Uh-oh, I'm almost going in the ditch. So he cuts it back to the right, and he goes on two wheels. I'm slowing down the car. I'm slowing down. I'm, like, totally watching. I'm like, I don't want to slam on my brakes and get rear-ended. Don't want to do that. So I'm totally like looking at the math of the situation, very calm, watching a car basically getting ready to flip in front of me. He's on his right two wheels. I so easily could have been disabled on that. You know, disabled, it could have been like my face could have got smashed in the steering wheel, and I ain't going on TV for a year after that. You know, bruised and fractures, and people would look at me like, turn the channel. Right now, I must admit, I look good on TV. I'm the cat's meow. And you're saying, that doesn't make any sense. A cat's meow? I'm extreme chunky peanut butter. Is that better? How about those extreme Doritos? Like, those are, they're just screaming, like, if you don't grab this bag and you grab a bag of Cool Ranch, you, are, you have no testosterone. 
Like, guys can't buy Cool Ranch Doritos in front of other guys. There's a challenge now. And if we want to look fatherly in front of a woman, we'll buy the Cool Ranch. But if we want to look manly, we've got to buy the extreme habanero Doritos that basically eat holes in your stomach. Extreme peanut butter. Someone once said extreme jiffy. Jiffy extreme is basically a can of peanuts. That's how extreme it's getting. Okay, so insurance. Back to insurance. Disability insurance protects your ability to earn income. You need to think of every type of insurance as it protects something. Health insurance protects you against expensive health care costs. Let's say you have, you have an inflamed thyroid. You're in a filthy, dirty country, and you've got some germs in your body that you shouldn't have got, and your thyroid gets inflamed. It's going to grow, and it's going to look like cancer. When all it is is an inflamed thyroid, but it's going to look like cancer, and doctors are going to take every precaution because they don't want to mess it up. They're going to check for cancer, and next thing you know, you've got a bill for $55,000, $70,000. And all you need it was some antibiotics. That's what health insurance is there for. Even if you're relatively healthy and you go to a, a crazy country with crazy germs, you have to have health insurance. Um, home insurance. Let's say your kid has a jumpy house or you have a dog. You better have home insurance. Or let's say you live on a creek. You know, people in Petaluma, they know all about flood insurance, right? They had home insurance. They didn't have flood insurance. Whoops. The old act of God clause. So you insure things you can't afford to lose. If you're an apartment renter and all you have is Fifty Shades of Grey, a book, and clothes, and maybe a toy or two, and pretty crappy table, you don't need a lot of insurance. That's stuff you're going to throw away anyway. Human only. You listen to me, Rob Black, Rob Black and your money, Wall Street Business Network. to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. song to talk over. That thumping beat. What you can do with a bass guitar amazes me. Growing up, I never had any musical skill whatsoever. I'm a mess. On the dance floor, I'm a mess. With a guitar in my hand. Actually, I got kicked out of marching band in high school. Who gets kicked out of marching band? Well, let's put it this way. When you start on drums, there's like five drummers, and they go, eh, we only need four. And they move you down to cymbals, crash cymbals, 
Or it's like da 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 da, and you go. That's your whole thing. You're just waiting for the big. And get kicked off that, and you're down to the triangle. It was humiliating that Christmas. My mother made me an ornament of me playing a triangle. Humiliating, I tell you. It's a good thing I don't own weapons, right? Because I clearly got some anger issues that one day are going to come out. I got a spork. Half spoon, half fork. It's awesome. So we're talking about things that you need to know with money and investing and other issues. I'm kind of jumping all over the place. Some of your goals, priorities, should be to save for a home. It should be to save for your kid's college. It should be to save for your retirement. Save for a car. A car with a big back seat. I want an American-made car with a big back seat. Some of the things that you have to learn along the way are like you have to trust the stock market. You have to trust... uh, that you're going to pay taxes, and taxes aren't a bad thing. You can manage them, depending on what state you live in and such. you got to stop thinking that the best investment you ever made was buying a home. Right now, homes are doing sweet. They've been doing good for a year. From 2006 to 2011, home prices fell. And I know a lot of people that went bankrupt. I know a lot of people that lost their homes. Home is a liability. It's great when, like, you look back at the end of the year and you go, Whoa, I paid $45,000 on my mortgage, but I paid myself 9000 36000 went to interest. Hey, I could write off $36,000 off my salary this year. Californians have it particularly well with the mortgage tax deduction because their homes are so expensive. So we're able to lower our taxable income pretty aggressively. Best way to get to retirement is max out your 401k, your 403b, or 457. I throw that one out there because it's a no-brainer. It's the biggest no-brainer since the dawn of time. Max out the 401k. You know, I, I absolutely love it. I look at my 401k and I'm like, I didn't pay federal taxes on that, sweet. Sweet, are you kidding me? Oh. So I always go to the wrong places, and I know that about me. My mind always goes to the wrong places. Know that about yourself. So we were talking about about home insurance, and I was kind of vague when I said, you may have a dog. If you have a dog, you've got to get home insurance. I know that sounds crazy, but you know the number one claim coming out of homeowner's insurance? Dog bites. If you have a jumpy house for your kid, you almost have to get waivers for your neighbors and friends to get in that jumpy house with them. You have a a neighbor's kid that gets in the jumpy house, cracks his head open or bumps his head and gets a percussion. There's going to be a lawsuit. Someone will say, you should have never, ever done that and given the kid's baseball bats to go in there with. And some jury will sillily agree with them. Hey, it's a great way to get a kid tired. Foam bats. Just don't give them the real bats. 
So saving for college is one of those things that we talk about. There's a great website called, um, let's see, what's it called? Oh, yeah, savingforcollege.com. It's really tough to remember. I think it's one of the best financial websites out there. You know another one that I like a lot? Bankrates.com. Is it Bankrate? Or ba- it's Bankrate. I'm sorry. Drop the S. Drop the S for savings. I've been in radio way too long. I know every horrible catchphrase. Call 800 mattress, but drop the S for savings. Which, for the record, I'm going to teach you something. This is going to be a, one of your first business lessons of the day. Commercials that you hear for mattresses, they are a plenty. If you turn on sports radio, it's every other commercial is mattress. And then they'll even go as far as to pay the talent. Damon Bruce, will you read a mattress commercial? Heck yeah, I'll read a mattress commercial. You're going to pay me my $500 read? Heck yeah. Some Mancini's Boom Boom Mancini. I know you're saying Mancini's isn't Boom Boom Mancini. That's not the boxer man. Let's just, let's just say it's Boom Boom Mancini's so that I don't get sued or anything like that. Do you know what the markup on mattresses is? It's like 1,000%. It's high because if they're paying sports figures to go out and endorse... And every other commercial on a sports radio station, which sports radio stations, commercials are four or $500 for 30 seconds. It ain't cheap. So they're, they're buying enormous amounts of time, mattress companies, because the markup is egregious. Best place to get a mattress? Crime scenes. If you can get a mattress from a good murder scene, double murder, suicide, it's unbelievable. You can get it for 10 bucks. A little stain remover, a little shout. Or motels, like really cheap $9 an hour motels. Hourly motels are, are not a good place to get mattresses, unless you want really, really, mm, how shall we say? I won't say. So buy your mattresses from hourly motels and from murder crime scenes. Here with me, Rob Black, on the Wall Street Business Network. What's in your financial playbook? Whether you're just starting out on the 20-yard line or driving toward the end zone, your chances of success depend on a solid game plan. Join Rob Black on February 2nd for back-to-back seminars on wealth management and wealth accumulation. From 9 a.m. till noon, it's wealth preservation and retirement planning with CFP Chad Burton. Learn tax reduction strategies, estate planning tips, how to reduce risk by diversifying, and how to pull money out of the markets in retirement. Rob and Chad will discuss the economic outlook, portfolio structure, asset allocation, and more. At 1 p.m., it's Money 101 with the focus on wealth accumulation. Rob will cover everything from insurance, 401Ks, IRAs, asset allocation, good debt and bad debt, and more. Learn hints, tips, and tricks, and see how eliminating common mistakes can make a huge difference. Bring your portfolio and your questions to the Embassy Suites Hotel in Walnut Creek on February 2nd. Wealth preservation from 9 to noon, wealth accumulation from 1 to 4. Register today at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, cashola. At least one day a week I 
slow things down. I tried to teach you different things. Not just about market headlines and market news. For the 16-year-old boys out there today, I'm going to teach you how to shave with a straight razor. It's the only way to shave. Get a good hot shower first. Soften up the beard. Soften up the whiskers. Which, for the record, my dad had a crazy set of whiskers that I, I've never gotten. He used to, like, rub them on my, my little sister's belly. I know you're saying, don't go there, black. But his stubble was like man stubble. My stubble's good stubble, but it, you know, I always feel bad for people like Justin Bieber. He tries to have stubble, and it looks like a cat could lick that stuff off with a little milk on it. Which, for the record, that's a pretty cool feeling having a cat lick you. I don't know if you've ever had a cat lick you, but, okay, this segment's gone terribly wrong. Can we start the music again? Can we hit the thump button? Da, 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 da. Hey, you're listening to Rob Black and your money. Welcome in, everyone. It's Rob Black. Talking all things financial money, investing, much, much more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Let's see. One of the stories I recently saw, and I love this story so much, and I know I'm not going to talk stories for this whole segment, but Amazon.com, and it's just, it really shows you they're doing everything right. When I was a wee lad from Ireland, I bought the album Dark Side of the Moon. Great album, right? And that was on LP, or it was a record. And then I liked it so much I wanted it in my car, so I got the cassette, because I didn't really have the technology to record from album to cassette. I think some people did at that point, but I didn't. And then I got the CD when it came out. Lost the CD, got the CD again. I bought that freaking fragging album five or six times. So Amazon recently said, you know what? We're going to give you free digital copies of CDs that you buy. And they're going to store them for you. So no more loss of albums. It's called Amazon Auto Rip. So far, only 50,000 albums qualify. But one of them is Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Now, the weird question is, does anyone want to know my log on Amazon? My, my Amazon account is... Blah, 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 blah. When I die, will that music become the right... Can I, can I give that music to my kids? Or can I give them to Jerry's kids? Which is so sad, that whole MS thing. How he got all bloated and they let him go. Not a good way to go. So, a couple things that I want to throw out at you. Um, Credit cards are wonderful tools, but they should be paid off every month. Cars should never be bought new. And if you have to buy a car new because you've got some sort of, let's say you were in an industrial accident where you hit your head and for some reason you just can't ride a car unless it's brand new. At least try to buy late in the year. Um, checking accounts should have, you know, your paychecks in it and there should be an emergency account, which is a savings account, which isn't investable. You don't want it to be. Mortgage rates, okay, wait, wait, wait. 
I hit this theme, but I didn't hit it hard enough. A lot of people love real estate, and I totally understand why. You know, I've got a renter that, let's say I just break even on my mortgage. Renter pays the mortgage. Great. I get to depreciate it. Wonderful. I get to get some equity built up over time. Lovely. The value of the home might be at its highest now for the next five years. If you expect interest rates to start moving up. Does that make any sense to you? Is this thing even on? Like, you understand that as interest rates move up, home prices are going to fall? In the era of cheap money, is it coming to an end? Now, we are in the era of extreme We're in the era of extremely cheap money. Right? So when terrorism hit, one of the things that our government did was they lowered the cost of money. It was a way to make sure that our manufacturing continued to operate competitively with overseas manufacturing. It was a way for corporate America to rebalance uh, their debt levels on lower cost of interest, same with you. There was recently some mortgage overhaul from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. And this too. See, with interest rates moving up, the cheap money, If you, I remember when one of my first mortgages was like 8%. And it went down to 7%. I was like, is it worth refinancing? It wasn't. When it went down to 6 and 3 quarters, it was. But when you go from, you know, 6% down to 5%, that's a bigger drop. 5% down to 4 is a bigger percentage move. 4 down to 3 and a quarter, huge. So when these interest rates start to move up, it's going to hurt the value of the home. Let's say you want a $600,000 home. Go figure it out at 3.5%. Go figure it out at 4.5%. There's a different, you can't afford the 4.5% payment, maybe. So there was recently some overhaul of banking rules tied towards mortgages. And I'll be honest with you, I don't like it. In large part because I own homes. I already have my mortgages. I want people to speculate to get into my mortgage. I know you're saying, you did not just say that on air, did you? Of course I didn't mean it. But the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, you know, the rules on mortgage underwriting, the second mortgage related rule, it's, it's kind of like a housing finance reform that we're seeing. You've heard about the banking reform? What is a qualified mortgage versus what is not? A qualified mortgage will get you a cheaper rate with Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. And they're not going to do non-qualified mortgages. You know, back in the 1990s, Bill Clinton said that every American should be able to own a home. Even a McDonald's burger flipper making 12 bucks an hour should be able to afford a $600,000 home. So we came up with 40-year mortgages and 50-year mortgages. We came up with interest-only mortgages. The American dream was alive and well because we came up with stupid product. <laughs> I know we want to protect all people and we want to encourage all people to own a home. No, you don't. 
Some people don't make enough income. They don't qualify for a, a, a means of borrowing $400,000, A million dollar home, you should at least be making $400,000 a year before you buy A $500,000 home? We'll talk about that when we come back. Did you get the idea? $200,000. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Trying to make investing a little bit easier. To get you excited, to get you in the state of mind that money is okay to like and to understand and play with. It's okay. I want you to invest in fundamentally strong companies. I keep, I got two calls this week of someone who's like, I'm thinking about investing in the VIX. Okay, the VIX doesn't have a job. Gold doesn't have a job. VIX is a volatility index. For the record, I don't like white collar shirts on color, white collars on colored shirts. I don't like it. Right. Too much of a clash for me. So if you're going to wear your pink shirt with a white collar, don't like it. Not in the workplace. Um, so I invest in fundamentally strong companies. I got two calls from people who are like, I want to invest in volatility. I, I want to invest in, like, if you had that kind of honest knowledge, if I had that insight that I knew the market was going to get down because of volatility, I'd be like, I'm in. But anytime you're like, I'm in, you get hurt. So don't go for momentum. Don't go for penny stocks. Don't go for speculation on you think something might happen. Invest in companies with strong fundamentals. They're the ones that will persist, that withstand market pressures. Strong stocks tend to be very liquid stocks. Read. Read carefully is you know mantra number two. Don't gamble and go, I hear this this company called Sawtech. I think they make semiconductors. No, no, no. I, I think they're the Siri voice part of Apple phones. I, I don't know what they are, but I hear they're tied to Apple. I want to invest in them. Read carefully. Due diligence is a must. Read about the offer. Read a company's prospectus. It's not going to kill you. It may cause a little bit of a welt, but it won't kill you. Okay. Here's another good piece of advice. Don't date someone with a lot of scabs. Just throwing that out there for you. Scabs on any part of their body is a sign something ain't right. 
rule number three, mantra number three? Understand that at different times of your life, you can, should invest in different ways. You can take greater risks when you're young. When I talk about risk, I'm talking about equity markets. I'm talking about market goes down 40%. You're happy when you're young. As you're older, you better not have that much exposure to an up-and-down market. When you start crossing somewhere around the age of 50, you start getting out of your more volatile instruments. Mantra number four, don't invest in IPOs. Initial public offering basically should say, previous equity investors leave. So it should like be P-E-I-L instead of IPO. So anyone who's put big money into the company, they're cashing out and they're letting you give them cash as they leave. Invest in mutual funds, exchange-traded funds, and index funds when you're younger. Build up $100,000 and then buy your first stock. When you buy a stock or a mutual fund, write down five reasons why you're buying it. And then turn those exact reasons negative, and that's when you would sell it, when it triggers two or three of them. So if you're buying Apple because it's got a low P.E., a nice dividend... Not great, nice. CEO, well, let's take that one out because we don't really know how to judge Tim Cook at this point. Stock's up 30% under his tenure, but things are changing. Previous CEO was all about exclusivity. Previous CEO was all about high margins. Maybe he's smarter than the previous CEO. We don't know yet. So profit's profit only when you book it. Loss is loss only when you book it. Beware any fixed or guaranteed return. Anyone that's offering you more than a 3% return probably is bogus. Or needs to start be thinking that way. Don't get taken in by advertisements. My strategies worked for 20 straight years beating the market. Call me now at 800-HOT-HOT. That's one T, and the second one's two T's. Why two T's? Because I don't know. But call me and use my strategy. Use your own strategy. Beware the media. CNBC to me is like financial porn. It has no purpose. I'd rather have the real thing. I'd rather find the company's information, rather read the company's information. Maria Bartiromo, known as the money honey. Hmm. At one point in time, she was good on easy on the eyes. But she's kind of hit that elastic, rubbery, plastic surgery wall. She doesn't work for me anymore. So people like Jim Cramer, they are part of the church what's working now. Beware of the gray area. Understand there's some things that you won't know. And you're saying, what's the gray area? Don't go in the gray area. It's dangerous. 
Well, I'm going to the gray area. Don't get overwhelmed by frenzies. You know, there's people that are like apples down from their high of 706. Well, Cisco's down from their high of 60, but there's no frenzy on it because it's not sexy. You know, Cisco's down a lot more than Apple is, percentage-wise. Their high was, what, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago? So look at the year returns, the three-year returns, the five-year, not the one month. Try not to get comfortable. That's the last mantra that I'll throw out there. Uh Uh-oh, and one more. As the Who once said, don't get fooled again. Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Okay, not going to sound like a 12-year-old school marm, but this was my favorite band in high school, Talking Heads. And they had long been broken up or long been disparaged or something along those lines. But very avant-garde. One of the best concert videos I ever saw was uh, Stop Making Sense. If you get a chance to get the DVD, the Blu-ray, the whatever, it's worth it. The behind the scenes, you know, the director's cut or the director's talking. Pretty fascinating stuff. Tina Weymouth on bass. She was all that in a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken. She was all that. Chicks playing bass like holy mackerel. So I I think the albums, more songs about buildings and foods and speaking in tongues, little creatures. True Stories was awful. Naked, not good. But, um, yeah. There's something to be said for David Byrne. Um, Showman. He would make all of his roadies dress in black, so at concerts you didn't see them. I always think that's a good thing. Let's go to Jim in Reading. How are you, Jim? I'm good. How are you today? I'm mostly okay. Oh, good. Good. And I had a question on Corning. What's the question? Well, I wanted to see what your opinion of Corning was at this point in time. Um, I don't really have an opinion on Corning. Corning was a very 1990s kind of stock. Um, is it something you have you worked there? Is it you some, no. anything you particularly like about it? What's the story you're buying into? Oh, the one that I'm buying into is that you know they they 
kind of remorphed themselves in the 90s to be um, an electronics firm. Mm -hmm. And now they're coming back the other way and going back to the real basic operation, which was glass. And in particular, they're going toward a lot of fiber. Okay. Um, They've always been a fiber company. Well, they haven't always been a fiber Not always, but they're doing really well. They have some real good quality fiber. And they have a few other things, uh, cleaning up some soot emissions from diesel motors. Okay. Um, I'll take a look at it, but to me, it's, I don't know, some some companies deserve to be left in our past. Okay. And I'm only saying that because I I can only find 20 companies ever to invest in. Okay. Um, thanks for the call. I'll, give me a second. I'll take a look. I don't want to make you feel bad for liking this dog of a company. This company is long in the tooth, short in the tail. I know you're saying short in the tail. What are you talking about? Ticker symbol on Corning is GLW. And they have been a fiber company since the 90s. And just to kind of give you an idea, this was a $120 stock in 2000. It is now a $12 stock. I tend not to like to get into these kind of plays, these older ones. They make a wonderful Gorilla Glass. I know you're saying, is that anything like Gorilla Glue? Because I love Gorilla Glue. I love Gorilla Glue, too. Airplane Glue? All glues. I like adhesives. Gentle adhesives. So, I like aggregates. Gorilla Glass is something, it's not quite a household name, but Apple CEO Steve Jobs, he once convinced Coin CEO manufacture the glass, which was born out of an effort called Project Muscle. It's thin, it's damage-resistant glass. It covers screens in about 970 devices, 33 companies. This year, Gorilla Glass 3 was introduced at CES. So they keep making newer versions of it. And there's nothing more sad than seeing a beautiful woman with beautiful clothes and beautiful, well-done hair, lovely skin. She pulls out her phone and it's got a broken screen. You're like, oh, oh, no, no. So Gorilla Glass 3 can withstand deep scratches. It's pro- I think that's probably the sexiest play about it, as far as Corning goes. Taking a look, they have an investor meeting coming up February 13th. I would say that's probably worth chiming in on. They're finishing up CES this week. They're moving on to the Semi Industry Strategy Symposium conference. I would go Google Semi Industry Strategy Symposium, see if they've got any announcements there. One analyst just downgraded the stock to, to neutral. Uh, from buy. Let's see. They think there's going to be an inventory correction negatively affecting Corning. They're worrying a little less about inventory corrections this time because they think the display business is bottoming out. Shift away from Taiwanese makers to mainland ones. Orders remain healthy for larger sizes, thus minimizes any impact. Bernstein has them as an outperform. LCD glass market volumes are now expected to be up in the low single digits. 
This is kind of tied towards the health of the LCD industry, which I don't really know the LCD industry, to be quite honest with you. I know that 3D TV's dead. Long live the LED. I know there's something called OLED, and there's some super high definition 4K coming, which is twice the definition. And it would, trust me, I think at some point in time you're going to be able to reach out and, and touch grass when you're watching golf on TV, if you have the right medications in your body. It'll feel, you'll think you're there, it's going to look that good. Um, Barron's did a positive opinion on corning back in November, late November. Again, not a reason to go out and buy the stock, but since you're looking into it, it's a reason for you to look into it. Um, what else can I throw out about corning for you? Dow corning. I think I, I said the ticker symbol is GLW. You're talking about a company that's got $7.8 billion in sales plus. So it's not small. In the Fortune 500, they're number 328. You know, they say don't build houses out of glass or don't throw rocks in house. I don't know what the... You ever wonder if birds say... I want to throw a rock and hit two humans. You ever, you ever wonder? You ever wonder the birds are up on the wire and they're going, hey, I bet I could throw a rock and kill two humans with one throw. Corning's building a foundation of, out of glass, once known for its kitchenware and for its lab. It was a big lab company. Now they're all LCDs. One of the problems with this is, is you know, I got a nice TV. I know you're saying, how big is it? Size matters. It's big. Let's just say I got it from the collection of the biggins. And um, it's not a Kirkland TV. Don't worry about that. It's, it's, it's not a Kirkland TV. Oh, you know what the funniest thing is to do? If you ever get a chance, to, if you ever, ever, ever want to know what it's like to be Rob Black, get liquored up and go to watch Costco on a weekend, just sit in the parking lot and watch people come out with like 75-inch TVs. And they've got like a Mini Cooper. It's worth a chuckle or two. I know you're saying, liquored up. Now that's nice. Okay, back to the question, right? Corning. Um, I can't really say that I care enough about it to really get all that, that into it, but give me a second. Um, tis the season for flat panel televisions. Yes, to me that just that feels like a 2000 story, doesn't it? Like you're going to buy a company based on screens. Now again, yeah, I understand smartphones aren't going away. In fact, they're probably going to become more dominant. So it, it's a nice idea. I don't think 2.9% dividend yield makes it even nicer. Low PEs nice. Let's see if we got any debt issues. A little debt. I'd like to see them clear that up. Again, a lot of companies have debt because you have to have operating cash flow. You got to stay in business, right? Their return on assets a measly three percent. The return on equity eight point eight percent. That's what I'm not liking. Their margins are okay at twenty five percent profit margins. Operating margins of eighteen percent. I'm just going to say market perform. Nothing to get too excited about. Nothing to see here. Move on.
So I was doing a little mantras. Here's another mantra for you. Always be honest. I think that will take you far in life. Um, Fight for your rights as an investor. I think you should always look at the fundamentals of a company. That's what I just did for them. And the return on equity and return on assets kind of disillusioned me a bit. Always have a little cash on hand. Remember when your mom would put like a $20 bill in the glove compartment? Okay, okay. For those of you who are older, remember when your mom would put a dollar in the glove compartment? Remember when mom would put something extra special in your lunchbox and like you found it and it made your day? Your mom was a screaming goddess of love. Always differentiate between investing and trading. Believe that good things can and will come to an end. Never date someone just to date them. Date them because they can mow your yard. At least have a reason. (laughs) Don't get greedy. Try not to have... When you're wealthy, try to have somewhere between 5 and 20 stocks. You don't need 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Jane's addiction. Catchy. I saw Jane's addiction at Lollapalooza. Susie and the Banshees. One hit wonder, right? You know what's weird about that Susie and the Banshees song? Jeepers Creepers. They played the instruments backwards on the recording to give it just this weird sound. But this is Jane's addiction. I'm talking to Jane's addiction right now. So I get a la la palooza. I know you're saying, you used to like the music festivals. I did. And then I grew up. It's like sometimes after the age of 18 to 23, you stop going to raves. I've never been to a rave. But I don't just feel like I got to dance, even though I am a dancer. No, you're a dancer. The song by the killers Are We Humans or Are We Dancers? Pretty poignant. When you hear that, it kind of it kind of goes back to hmm. It's got some rage to it. It's something you should know. Um, you have to define who you are. And like I told you, I went to Lollapalooza. And there's nothing wrong with going to music festivals. It's just I got to the point where I wanted to be successful. And you had to manage your time. And managing your time, I know you're going to say you're getting repetitive. I'm not. It's critically important at this point in time. You know, a dancer, 
Hunter S. Thompson, who I think is one of the greatest writers of greatest American writers of all time, he stated once that America was raising a generation of dancers. So Hunter S. Thompson, I don't know. I don't want to be a dancer. I want to live my life. I want to define something. I don't want to work for somebody. I want to be unique. In one of my summer years of college, I worked for AT&T, and I hated it. I don't know if that makes any sense at all. So define who you are. Be a smart investor. Um, Understand that there's a lot of components to investing and that it moves pretty quickly. But I think you'll be able to do it. Don't overtrade. Don't look at your stocks every day. When the market's down, be happy. Don't be fearful. When the market's up, be cautious. Don't be greedy. Tips are for waiters and maybe bookies. I've got a tip. The Packers are going to win. They're going to win big. 14 plus points. Now, that already sounds like, what are you thinking? Have you got a percussion? Did you hit your head? Funniest thing to do if you ever hit your head is instantly blurt out that you got a percussion. Because uh, people will want to correct you. I, I, I love people. Always wanting to be like the little do-gooders. Um, if you have trades, I talked a little bit about this earlier in the show, make sure you know what your point of pain is. Never turn a trade into an investment. That's like turning a date into a wife. Don't do it. Don't do it. Always have a reason why you're buying a stock. Always have a reason why you're selling a stock. Don't play into panic. In 2008, when the markets went kind of nutso, it stunk to be me. To go, yeah, the market's uh, it's actually in a bear market. Ooh. I'm not afraid of bear markets. I'm afraid of bears. I'm not talking about the ones in the zoos, if you know what I mean. I know you're saying, what do you mean? Do you ever see Grizzly Man? That guy was so nuts. He was clearly a reject of society. Like, people just wouldn't give the guy time of day. So basically, he goes up into the woods of Alaska. I think it was Alaska. For all I know, it could have been the woods of Oakland. Basically, he lives in the wilderness and befriends bears. Bad idea. It ends with him being eaten. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. 800-516-1220. We've got about a minute if you want to talk. You can always find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. Facebook fan page, Cron 4 Rob Black. My friends call me Robert. Just so you know. One thing that I want to talk about is over 44% of the returns on the S&P 500 in the last 50 years have come from dividends. Don't be afraid of dividends. When I was a wee lad in Ireland... I loved me. I loved the girls. I had a crush on the girls with with a strawberry blonde hair. And you're saying that's the worst 
accent I've ever heard. It's actually my only accent I do. It covers India. It covers Saudi Arabia. It's my Middle Eastern accent. It's my Turkish accent. It's my Irish accent. It's my uh, Latin American accent. So here it is again. Here, here I am doing Latin America. When I was a wee lad in, in, in Cuba, we smoked mighty fine cigars. So owning a stock makes you an owner in the company. Dividends are the part of the profits that they pay to the owner. Learn to love dividends. They're an important part of your overall return. They pay you even in bad markets. Find me online, robblack.com. Ciao, ciao. Riva Darche. It's a Opinions expressed by Rob Black and three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.